Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Dave Hanready and there will be no encore. Happy New Year. Welcome to episode 251 of the No Encore Music Podcast. We're back a week earlier than planned. Why? Because on Monday of this week, uh, I saw that they were announcing the Choice Music Prize this week, or rather the nominees list thereof, and I was like, fuck it. I think we should talk about it because it's an important thing. It's an interesting thing. It's a topic that always gets people interested if you care about Irish music and you care about awards and you care about political scandal and intrigue and all those things. So I was like, why don't I, you know, just bring the show back a week early? Fuck it. You know, why don't I just like let Craig sleep in for another week? He's not here. Sorry. All Craig fans can just switch off now, I suppose. And, um... Why don't I get Jim Carroll on board, the RT Choice Music Prize chairman, who of course has spoken so, uh, I guess, eloquently, verbosely, vehemently, interestingly on the show before um, about the state of live music in a, in a pandemic. And uh, I was all that going. But um, yeah, essentially right. So we're going to talk to Jim on this episode and going to talk about this year's shortlist, which was announced. Uh, we're going to talk about the ceremony, 
which will not be a traditional ceremony. And it's taking place actually on 2FM on the Tracy Clifford Show on the 4th of March, uh, between 12 and 3, I think, and a live ceremony, I guess, is the best you can try and do in such circumstances, because obviously we're not going to be all packing into Vicar Street as is tradition. The most fun Irish Music Industry Night of the Year will not be happening, but the the competition still is, and the shortlist is intriguing, interesting. Um, I mention it while talking to Jim, but I feel like I might have left a little bit late. So for anyone who does not know the RT Choice Music Prize shortlist for this year, it is as follows. Bitch Falcon, Staring at Clocks, Denise Chyla, Go Bravely, Fontaine's DC, A Hero's Death, JLOL, 2020 Division, Roisin Murphy, Roisin Machine, Nilo, All the Leaves Are Falling, Pillow Queens, In Waiting, Alvaretti, Personal History, Neve Regan, Hemet, and Silverback's Fad. They are your 10. So uh, we've actually interviewed four of those artists in relation to their records, of course, on the Encore, on our track by track series, uh, that being Denise Charlie with Merley, uh, Nilo, Pillow Queens, and Alvaretti. So if you want to go back and listen to those episodes, they're in your feed. And uh, there'll be more track by track episodes coming soon for 2021. I've got a few, uh, not so much penciled in, but kind of in the works. And I intend to do as many of them as I can, where I can. Obviously, you know, this whole remote era will continue. Um, for the foreseeable. We're not going to be back in studios anytime soon. It doesn't look like, but we'll do our very best. Um, and I should know as well, um, I know I still sound quite echoey because, you know, we're not in a professional studio, but I've ordered a very nice uh, acoustic shield thingamajig from fucking Thoman, so that's coming soon. Uh, and that's made possible, of course, by our wonderful patrons uh, at patreon.com slash noencore if you would like to help support the show as we move into 2021. And yeah, new equipment is is happening because, again, I feel like we're probably not going to be in a studio space on a weekly basis for quite some time. I guess we'll see how the year goes. But yeah, it's probably still going to be bedroom, SoundCloud, you know, pop music for the foreseeable, uh, which is fine. We'll make it work. I hate Zoom. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll do our best. Patreon.com slash Noancore, where you can also get uh, our double, the two-part Q&A episode is on there, in which we talk about all kinds of things. Uh, there's also our lost episode, Songs of the Year 2019, that was once, you know, deep-sixed and then came back to life magically thanks to Dahi. Uh, weekly playlist, there's a rake of them on there as well. We're going to be looking at new patron-only content that we can do. Um, we've got some ideas and, you know, watch this space, essentially. There's also going to be uh, a brand new thing coming as well on the main feed, I think. So, again, watch this space. I don't want to say too much right now, but there's a passion project in the works. Um, and, yeah, so, look, listen, this is a very long intro. Um, hi, this is Dave. I hope you had a nice Christmas. I hope it was, quote-unquote, meaningful. And I hope that everyone's doing okay, like, for reals. Um, you know, we talked before about this show and hoping that it, you know, provides some kind of distraction or some relief or some humour entertainment or whatever and it's been great to hear from listeners over christmas and just in general that people are enjoying what we're doing uh i'm very excited about being back for another year like i say it's a week early uh next week we're going to be doing the no encore quiz of the year no encore quiz of 2020 we can't do it in person so i figured we'd do it on the show uh, in which craig will face off against a guest co-host and i will have lots of questions for both of them i don't know how well it will work in podcast form but i hope it will work i hope it'll encourage you to play along at home and i guess you know we'll settle back into a more kind of traditional no encore focus the week after that so 
all your usual news, all your album reviews, all your top fives coming soon on the subject of the top five as well. Um, get in touch, you know, if you have ideas for that. We have loads, don't worry, the well hasn't run dry or anything, but we're always wanting to hear from people and maybe you got some ideas of your own. So by all means, you can do that. You know, noencoreshow at gmail.com. Get in touch for whatever reason you want to at Twitter at noencoreshow, Twitter at Henry Dave and at Craigie Slane as well. That's where you'll get us. Anyway, like I say, this is the first episode of the new year and um, I had a chance to talk to Jim Carroll the Choice German about the Choice Music Prize and talk about the process, what it's going to look like this year, what it's going to look like from a ceremony point of view, what it's going to look like from a judging point of view. Uh, I asked him, how does he feel about perhaps, you know, Northern Ireland not getting enough of a focus and perhaps the argument that that maybe a good PR campaign equals getting on the choice list, all those kind of things. And Jim, as ever, is never shy or short with an answer. So I really enjoyed chatting to him. Thanks again to him for taking the time today. Check out his website, RT Brainstorm, that he curates and edits as well. It's worth your time. And uh, I won't waste any more time. I'll jump straight in. It's me chatting with Jim Carroll, Choice Music Prize 2021 on No Encore. Picture the scene. It's Thursday, March the 5th, 2020. A little after midnight, the back bar of Vicar Street is heaving as is customary once the RTE Choice Music Prize has been awarded. Lancome not present. Triumph. Their victory is celebrated by a veritable who's who of the Irish music industry as pints flow like a never-ending fountain. There was a chill in the air, though, and we all did our best to ignore it. Hope for the best and have a good time. 22 days later, then Taoiseach Leo Varadkar would announce an initial two-week nationwide lockdown in a bid to quash the worsening COVID-19 crisis. It is now January 2021, and you probably don't need me to tell you where we're currently at regarding such things. Safe to say, it ain't great. Of course, one of the major casualties in a year of endless torment was the arts. We are still not back to normal, quote-unquote, as it were, and though gigs and festival lineups continue to be kicked down the line by a few months, every few months, the reality of seeing your favourite artist in the flesh, surrounded by thousands of other fans, still feels rather intangible, even as vaccinations come into play. All of which is to say that this year's RT Choice Music Prize is, unavoidably, going to be a very different event. For the acts involved and for the judges, who will decide an overall champion, but we'll start with Choice Chairman Jim Carroll. Very welcome back to No Encore. Jim, how are you holding up since we last spoke with you last April? Thanks, Dave. Thanks for that introduction. As you were talking there, it just struck me that for an awful lot of people, the last time they were at a live music gig was that event you were just describing, the Choice Music Prize last March. You know, there's been, for, for a lot of people, they just didn't get around to gigs. I mean, I think myself and Dave Reed, who's the other co-founder of Choice, were talking about this, and we, we snuck under the fence. You know, you said it was something like kind of 20 days until Leo Varadkar stood up outside the Irish Embassy in the United States and told us all to kind of stay home, you know. Even at that stage, though, in early March, you already kind of felt the dread of corona on your kind of shoulder, you know, the previous weekend, the first case of imported in Ireland. And I remember, like, people from Vicar Street talking to us in advance, and there was kind of like a feeling, will, will we get away with this? Will this happen or not? You know? And I mean, I actually do remember as well on the night <laughs> that, like, anyone who's been a choice will know that after the event, there's kind of like there's the after show in which, like, every single person involved with the Irish music industry is trying to shoulder their way into the shelter in Vicar Street. And I remember looking in the room and just kind of going, nah, I'm not going in there. I'm not going in there, you know? So, 
So it was just, it, 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 it was a weird, it was, it was very kind of weird to kind of like realize that, okay, we got away with that. And that was the last event. And I remember thinking that, thinking afterwards, like, sure, by the time we rolled around next year, everything will be okay. And it sort of goes back as well to the last time we spoke. And we, we spoke last April. And I'm fairly sure I was fairly optimistic about gigs going back. I, I may have been kind of like 60, 40 about something like electric picnic happening for, or whatever. Jesus, we're in a much different, we're in a much different kind of like, I mean, uh, like scenario now. I can't see any live music happening in 2021. Just can't see it happening. I mean, I mean, like there was a really interesting piece in the Irish Times at the weekend and Brent Berry from Aikens was quoted in it and he was saying much the same thing and even if we do get kind of like the, the, the vaccine situation rolled out a bit faster than it is right now, how long is it going to take for basically like me to vaccinate the entire population then in case of kind of touring bands getting them back into planes and buses that's going to take even longer, you know, I mean that like this is, the, the, in many ways we are at that nightmare scenario that we probably kind of like, we probably taught us the worst case scenario last April, now we're in it, you know but like I mean, there's, there is always kind of an upside and that's why we're talking today, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, listen, man, I mean, like, it's funny, I was in that back bar that night, and we were all kind of feeling it. We were all like, this could be the last time for, you know, I don't know, a month or two, yeah. but yeah, here we are again. And, you know, we talked about vaccines on, on, on No Encore there around Christmas time, and there was definitely a sense of optimism, but unfortunately, due to recent events, that has kind of waned. But yeah. look, we, we take it as we come. Yeah. And I, find, I think ultimately... I, I found one of the strangest things, just, just on, a kind of, on a side note on that, about the whole vaccine thing, we've got loads of kind of like live music uh, venue owners offering to hire out their venues and offering to use their expertise to, to basically inject people with the vaccine and like like i mean it's, it's a great idea if there was vaccines were around you know but i'm kind of thinking i'm just thinking of all these promoters who basically like i mean bled us dry when it came to money are quite happy to take a needle and inject something else into our veins you know I, but that's that's my that's my warped sense of humor you know uh, we'll get you on for that for, uh, for for next week maybe or before the year is out we can have an entire jim carroll versus irish music industry podcast which, which i'm all for you, you're legal, you, you must have got a, you must have got a voucher from santa for unlimited legal expenses in that case you know <laughs> we've well, got legal let's talk, um, choice. Let's, I, talk choice. let's talk choice but i guess the first thing i should say i should probably dress the elephant in the room both myself and my co-host craig fitzpatrick have been former judges but we haven't been asked back jim i mean like, if that's a personal thing you know like, i'm happy to hear it you know like, no, whatever kind of no, a front I mean, we put, I mean, no it's not it's, it's, not, it's not personal at all, actually, and like you're not the first to kind of like say that to me, uh, kind of in, in that sort of like jocular ho 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 manner, and kind of like underneath it's kind of going, why, why do you hate us? Why do you hate us? What do we do wrong? Well, you, you know, you've read me, yeah, like you've read, you read me like a book over here. You know, <laughs> well, no, I mean, one of the things, like I, I, you got to remember, I'm only back kind of two years, so like I, I, I was involved at the very start. Then I, then I was away for a while, and Tony Clayton Lee was the was the chairman of the judge, the able chairman on the judging panel for that particular period of time. And when I came back kind of two years ago, one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to shake it up. I wanted to basically have lots of people around the table who hadn't been a judge before. And this is something that like, I, I kind of noticed that like there was too many kind of repeat judges and nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But like, there's like, Jesus, there's like dozens and dozens and dozens of judges, of, of potential judges all around the country writing about music, talking about music, playing music on, 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 radio, sh- on radio shows. You know, there's, there's so many judges to choose from. So I was thinking, okay, let's, let's get, let's bring in, let's bring in kind of like, I mean, a whole new kind of like swathe of judges. And you know, that, that's what we did last year. I think last year there was only one repeat judge. This year, I think there. Let me get this. If I get this straight, there was maybe two. One, one definitely. Tracy, Tracy Clifford was on before. There may be, there be also one other judge on the panel as well. Lauren Murphy, she did it before as well. But like you know, but by and large, I'm just kind of like looking for new judges all the time because I also think as well that basically will also kind of refre- reflect a new vitality when it comes to music. I mean, when you look at the shortlist that we announced the other day, I mean, in many ways it sums up where Irish music is right now, and that's a 
awful lot different than the way Irish music was five or t- especially ten or fifteen years ago when we started out. First of all, you know, I mean, okay, there's, there's certain things kind of present and correct. You've got your female singer songwriters, check. You've got your kind of like you know, your noisy bands, check. But like, I mean, you've got that hip hop soul side that wasn't around when we were starting off. Kind of like I mean, when we were starting off choice back in t- 2005. It was very very underground, and they certainly wasn't producing albums of the kind of like same variety as JLL or kind of like Nilo or kind of like Denise Shana. Yeah. Okay. Message received, Jim. I'll, I'll see you in 2025. It's okay. But for now, you're right. Let's jump into the list. For anyone who hasn't heard the list, it is in fact Alvaretti, Bitch Falcon, Denise Chyla, Fontaine's DC, JLOL, Nilo, Neve Regan, Pillow Queens, Roisin Murphy and Silverbacks. All 10 of those acts will be duking it out, so to speak, to be crowned Best Irish Album of 2020, essentially. And I mean, I've done, like, like as alluded to, uh, not so subtly, I've been there before. I know how it works. It's a very good night if you're a judge. It's a lot of crack. You're in a big room with people. There's fierce debate. Might not always go your way, but it's a very interesting process, I find. But, I mean, how is it going to work this year yeah. in terms of the judging? Are we looking at a Zoom situation or yeah, are you holding it? Yeah. It is Zoom, is it okay? Yeah, sadly, we're looking at a Zoom situation. It's going to be virtual. I mean, you, you just can't put kind of like 12 people in a room. It, it's just it's just, it's just, just not going to work. It's not going to wash, especially right, right now in, in the first week in January. You're looking at kind of like I mean, numbers going up all the time. You're looking kind of at like the variant that's around. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's just one of those situations where what, how how kind of like choice has worked to date will just not roll, will not, couldn't roll in the same way. It just couldn't. It just could not happen, you know, and, and so like made the decision pretty early doors that it's going to be kind of like a, a Zoom call, a, a kind of like, I mean, a long Zoom call the night before, like the, the, the event will be, the winner will be announced on Thursday, March the 4th, let me get these dates straight. So Thursday, March the 4th, the winner will be announced on the Trace Clifford show on 2FM sometime between 12 and 3pm. And then what we're going to do is we're going to gather all 11 judges the night before. And basically the night before we're going to have our discussion. We're going to have like, I mean, we're going to go through everything. We're going to reduce all the, reduce all the albums down and basically we won't come to a winner that night. We'll probably we'll probably end that night with kind of like me probably with two with two albums, and then I let judges sleep on it. And then the following morning, I'll just ring the judges, get their votes, and away we go. That's uh, I guess it's one of those this is all we can do situations. I mean, for you coordinating this, I mean, I know because like as I say, like I mean, being in that room, like physically being there is is yeah. such a lively thing. Now, granted, it was Tony Clayton Lee when I did it, um, but I'm sure you have a similar process in terms of like challenging the judges and going around the room yeah. and like keeping it you know fun and upbeat but also not letting people kind of sleep. You're there for a reason. Yeah, so yeah. doing that over fucking Zoom, man, I don't envy you. Oh, fucking <laughs> man, I, I, I'm not a fan of Zoom anyway. You know, it's just like, it's just, well, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And it's kind of funny when you talk there about like being the process in the room, when you were in the room with Tony and Tony Challenge and Judges. I mean, that was why I started Choice in the first place. That was why, kind of like me, I started Choice to process in the first place like that. I remember the first year. I remember it very, very clearly. It was a tiny little room across the across the alley from the main door in Vicar Street. A red table with 12 judges around it, and it got heated. The fact that there was no heat in the room was another kind of matter as well. But, like, you know, there was things that happened in that room that everyone in the room remembers, but no one's going to talk about, because it's like, you know, it's a very, it's, it's, it's like, it's quite, it's quite, I mean, I'm going to use a word, and, like, I mean, you can hammer me for this. It's quite sacred in some ways because how often basically Dave do you get to be in a situation with your peers where you're sitting in a room and basically it's not being recorded it's not on social media and basically you're talking shit about music and like me everyone is really open about what's going on and that's the whole thing about it like I've had these things over the years people go hey you should have some musicians on the panel why? you know what I mean if they want a prize they can go from themselves hey Jim I have a great idea how about we film the judging process and put it out on the telly and I was going 
why would you do that? I mean, you, you just won't get, the, you don't get the same sort of like energy. You don't get the same kind of like openness, the same kind of candid remarks, the same hilarious one-liners from people that you would get in a situation where it's completely done behind closed doors and everyone knows it's, it's off the record, you know. And it, the, the point is, though, at the, end, at the end of two or three hours, most people can't remember what they said two hours earlier about like whatever act they hated at that time, you know. And I, I, I will miss that because, it, it, like, try as I might, I, I, I know you won't be able to replicate it on a Zoom call. You know, that's that's just one of those things. You know, but we are, we are, we 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 we'll, we'll make do. You know, and hopefully, 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 next year we'll be back into the room again. Yeah, I mean, it's jury duty, as you say. There is a certain kind of level of like, I think, I think it's okay to use the word sacred. There is a solemnity about it. It yeah. is its own kind of unique thing. And the fact that you're doing it about arts and music, and you're a music critic, and like you feel like a sense of responsibility being there. Totally, you know? That's the totally, point of it. Totally. And the other thing, the other thing that's worth bearing in mind as well is like you know, we're very transparent about everything that goes on with choice. I mean, we explain exactly where the votes come from. We explain exactly who the judges are, unlike other prizes that we mentioned, like Mercury Music Prize. Do you need to go? You need to kind of go almost kind of go on a mining expedition to find out who the judges are there we're very open about an awful lot of things and we're very open to the fact that it all happens in a room for for in for two or three hours behind closed doors and people are going oh I'd like to be in the room no like no it's it's, it's just one it's just one of those things that like I mean it's, it's one of those occasions where people that when you're in that situation you can speak openly because you know full well it ain't going to be reported in the kind of like the gossip columns of the star the following day yeah, I mean, like, you are transparent. I, I, I think it has. But every year, without fail, there is, you know, kind of, not everyone's happy. There's quote-unquote snubs. There's, you know, like, conspiracy <laughs> theories and so on. And, you, you know, know, if so anything, I love what, where, what, Yeah, there wasn't really this year. Yeah, well, they, 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 there was, they, there's, probably, there's probably kind of, like, I mean... It's, it's it's what I got. This year's shortlist kind of like is one of those shortlists you look at and go, Jesus Christ! I mean, that's serious quality. But like at the same time, there's albums that aren't on that list. You know, there's kind of like I me mean, Northern Ireland bands can say there's no Northern Irish band on it. You know, like I me mean, bands from kind of like Leitrim can say there's no bands from Leitrim on it. You know, it's there's you you can't please everyone. You know, you can't please everyone. We've seven acts this year who are either female or female fronted or future female member. Still, people unhappy. You know, you've got like you know a a, a spread of music from outside the capital some people ain't happy you know people are just like people are just not happy and like you know we, we, we all know where that leads at least to Donald Trump in the White House you know Oh, well, I mean, like you do have, you mentioned Northern Ireland there, there is often, like it seems to be like kind of annually, there is, uh, you see music critics from the North, you know, Brian Coney or Riggsy or Phil Taggart or whoever, who kind of like, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily, even they themselves were like, we're not bitching here, we're just asking some questions. Uh, is it a case that more could be done for Northern Irish acts or does that, does yeah. that, is that a patronising thing to maybe like segregate them in a way that maybe like this is judges' opinions and, you know? Yeah, I know, I've, 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 I've seen what Brian Riggsy, I'd say, I mean, like, I mean, Philly's being touched me as well and it, it, it's all valid points I mean I wouldn't call it bitching or moaning or whinging or anything at all but they're all points and they're all completely and utterly entitled to make the points just as I'm completely and utterly entitled to disagree with every single point the whole idea about like I mean there's, there's, there's always an ordinary judge or two I mean you know it's interesting like this year we've got kind of two northern judges you know I mean Derek O'Connor would be from would kind of say he's from Donegal given his family background these days you know but like Judges don't necessarily vote along county lines, Dave. And it's quite reductionist to say something like that. It's, it's quite reductionist to say that if the Mercury Music Prize, for example, had a Welsh judge, that suddenly you'd have kind of like loads of Welsh bands on it, you know? And they don't really vote, vote along those kind of lines. I mean, the problem with Northern Ireland music and, and, and the Republic is a much bigger, bigger issue. It's, it's something that like something like choice is never going to solve. And also, one thing that people kind of forget, <laughs> I have pointed this out and I didn't, didn't receive any, any the, the, the silence was telling, you know? Three Northern Ireland acts have won the Choice Music Prize in the 15 years. That's 20%. 
Yeah, I mean, like it's that's a lot, like, man. That's a lot. So like, it's like you know, like, it's, so when you get the calculator out to kind of say, "Oh, choice is this," and like me, Northern Ireland music. I mean, I'll I'll get my calculator out and I go, "Well, look, you've won one five, you know." On another point, if I may, um, and this isn't necessarily a criticism, it's more of an observation. Uh, John Barker, Tell the Irish 98, put up, a, put up a tweet saying that one of the obvious features of today's Choice Music Prize shortlist is the importance of a good PR campaign slash social media presence, etc. when releasing an album. I say this in reference to the 10 nominated albums and also to a few others that didn't get nominated. Um, I mean, is there any truth in that? I mean, like, like, is there, of course you know judges vote for the art but i've talked before i'm quite often that i feel like in recent years music criticism i feel that people often can can vote personality Mm -hmm. over art and which isn't necessarily the worst thing of all time and sometimes Mm -hmm. a personality can be so overwhelming that like there's just no other way of looking at it yeah but is it a case of like you know like does a good pr campaign does a social media strategy or just being yourself on there mean anything or is that something to completely disregard Disregard. The first winner of the Choice Music Prize was a woman called Julie Feeney, and her PR campaign consists of her getting out on a bicycle with a whole load of envelopes containing her CD and going around to names she'd got from the internet of various journalists and send them the album like that. Like, you know, that's, that's, is that a PR campaign? You know what I mean? It's like, it's very easy, easy to do a PR campaign. It's very, like, you just get the names and you just kind of like get out there and do it. You know, I don't think that, I think a PR campaign helps you get on the radar of the media. But no one knows who the Choice Music Prize judges are until we reveal who they are the day of the the day of the kind of like mean the, the shortlist, you know. So you know you want to be some PR to be able to kind of go like, Jesus, your man Carl. Now that's the kind of they're the eleven judges he'll go for. I hit them all up with kind of like a gold watch and a, a six pack of Guinness. You know, no, I mean like you know I think PR campaigns help you get on the radar of the media in general. But I would argue, and this is where, like, I suppose that's going to be like a couple of PR people kind of going like, fuck you, Carl, is that an awful lot of PR campaigns t- target the wrong people. They target the old school media. They target the mainstream way of doing things. They tar- they don't target people like, you know, they don't target people like the No One Corporate Podcast, for example, you know. I'm not blowing smoke up your fucking hoop. But basically, it's like, you know, they, they target the mainstream. They target the, like, the, 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 the token Irish shows on Irish radio sta- stations. They target that kind of stuff. And they, they, can, they can get KPI from doing all that you know what I mean? they, they can get their results and key performance indicators from kind of saying well we got a session on next radio station or we got featured in kind of like a like a, 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 a fortnightly rag you know what I mean it's like there's a million ways they can kind of get it I don't think in any way shape or form that a, a PR campaign would necessarily kind of like mean you're going to win the Choice Music Prize you look at someone like the Rosangano family when they won there was no PR campaign there Jesus the fucking trouble I had finding those lads to do an interview with them for the Times that year was quite difficult uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure ships didn't spend much money on a PR campaign the year they won, you know, yeah, like, no. you know, it's it's. But, but, but see, but all this is see, see, this is where this is where kind of like me when I hear discussions like that and I or see discussions like that, I just go to myself, fantastic. My job is being done here. Like, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, choice is basically about, like, creating a lot of noise around Irish music at a time of the year when there's not a lot going on. You know, the fact that, like, you know, that there's these discussions happening and people are thinking kind of conspiracy theories. Do we need to be careful of conspiracy theories but what, given what happened in the, on the US Capitol last night? But the fact that there's all this discussion around it basically means people are talking about Irish music. And, it's, and like me, that, to my mind, is A1. It's really, really good. It's kind of like it's really important that it's, been, that it's done. That's what we've been doing since kind of 2005. 
Yeah, you mentioned ships there. Uh, they won the year that I was on the judging panel. And I mean, like, with, with all the love and respect in the world to ships, and I like that album, Procession, I think it is a good record. I was the only one in the room who was actually like, I don't think that this should win. I don't think it's mm. good enough. And some people were saying that, like, it's good enough to compete at an international level. Some people yeah. were like, oh, it's an incredible story. And like, to me, I was like, well, that's it. I was like, you're voting for the story. You're voting for the people. Mm. And it's a good story. And they're nice people. But that, to me, does not make the best Irish album of the year. Mm. You're the chairman. You're not a judge. You're not going to influence that. That way you are going to challenge how do you feel though about the idea of people perhaps voting with their heart voting for the person yeah. the personality yeah. Yeah. ahead of yeah. the 10 or 12 tracks on a record i mean like, the, yeah. like it drives me fucking crazy but it, other people perhaps not at all you know yeah. i'm sure there's people who voted for for albums over the years dave who just voted for an album in order to get the voting process over so they can go to the jacks you know what i mean I, like, it's, <laughs> it's just there's there's something like that i mean but what happens basically is that like you know for every judge who kind of like mean kind of like he's kind of going jesus i didn't sign up for fucking having to deal with Jim Carroll for fucking three hours you know what I mean there's other people who go into that room and as far as they're concerned the only band who are going to win this prize tonight are two doors in the club you know what I mean it's like you know I'm going to tell a story here you know the first year after I finished with Choice was kind of the first year I wasn't involved and it's the only year I've ever put a bet on on the Choice Music Prize because I was looking at the list of judges and I saw there was one mofo on the judging panel and I was going that lad's got the biggest goblin mall and that lad's going to go into the, into the room and he's going to, not going to leave on his band win and I was thinking his favourite album of the year last year was two door cinema club that's going to win I was right. So we like sometimes it can be it can be like that. Sometimes it can be down to kind of like who's got the loudest voice, who's the one in the room who's going to actually go to the depths for that album. You know, it, it happens every year. Sometimes it happens most year that there'll be a strong voice. But then what happens as well, and you should know this as well for me in the room, Dave, is that there's always what I call the quiet lad who starts speaking loud, and that's amazing. I mean, like you know, there's always been that thing where like I mean, someone you didn't expect to be someone who could swing a room suddenly swings a fucking room, and like, yeah. it's. it's Quite incre- it's quite incredible to see that, like, I mean, next thing you know, you, the, 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 the judges are thinking and going in a completely different way than they were going when the process started at 7pm, you know? It's just psychology. It really is. It's just, it's, 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 it's the psychology of something. And, like, you know, you're going into the room, you're discussing Irish music with your peers. It's like, as the evening goes on as well, you know, you're probably thinking, like, Jesus, your man from X newspaper, he ain't that bright at all, you know? Or you're kind of going, like, Jesus, you're one from FM 104. Man, there's a lot going on there. Like, I mean, she's really into this kind of way of music. And, like, you know, you suddenly realize when you're in the room, like, the, the people are a lot more complicated than you ever thought possible. And that comes down to, as well, like, I mean, why they vote for certain albums, why they go in a certain way, you know? Like, I mean, to my, to my mind, it's, it's the psychology of it that's the most fascinating aspect of all. Because you're just there and you're just kind of going, like, you like, and as you said, like, as the chairperson, I have no uh, a vote whatsoever. I have no dog in the fight. So I'm there, kind of like, and I'm, I'm just watching what going on and just going this is fantastic this is absolutely fantastic it's a it's the best evening of the year for a music fan because you're hearing people be really passionate about music and be really really kind of like passionate about why they're going in a certain way you know and the beauty of the whole situation is that like you know that you you you, you never hear uh, so in some ways it's kind of like it's a, it's a bad thing you never hear after us going Jamie Mack your man from X newspaper went when well, he had amazing things to say about that, that album you know but like this is the reason why he said it because he's in a situation where you know he knows it won't be reported anywhere. Perhaps the question to be asked is like, why doesn't he feel he can be that open elsewhere about it? And that that would then we're yeah. into a whole different kind of like <laughs> me discussion that I'm not even going to try and get into. But yeah, again, 
bonus Jim Carroll podcast Patreon only coming soon <laughs> but no no in fairness I will say that like I went in and when, I, when I went in that night my number one album was not my number one album by the end of the year and that came or mm. by the end of the night sorry and that came out of discussion it came out of debate and I really enjoyed it but as for the ceremony itself um, first of all I guess do you know is there anything planned in terms of like are there going to be any kind of taped live performances in Vicar Street when there's no one there is there any way of making this a ceremony without it being a ceremony how do you make it special for the artists involved this year yeah this is at this point at this point in the conversation that you, you can see me on Zoom so I'm trying to reach in behind me at the moment hang on now I'm reaching behind me and I'm just going to pull out the press release because this is on the this is on the press release because as you say because as you basically say that um, as you say like me I, like I won't be I won't be there so I'm never I'm never in the room as such so I don't really know what's going on so basically it will be announced uh, yeah it'll be announced live on 2FM and broadcast on uh, RT Player and the show will feature live performances of some of the shortlist and for the details in the lineup to be announced soon so obviously what happens every year normally is that Dave Reed the other co-founder is on the phone to all these acts kind of going like well done you've been nominated for this kind of like this mad award uh, most acts know what it is at this stage you know I mean that, that, like you know like, every act on the bill I'm sure is kind of going, on the short is kind of going yoohoo this is great and then this he kind of saying it's happening on this date in Figure Street can you be there we need you to perform kind of two songs are you up for doing it and then kind of like I mean that's how the live show comes about and this year it's a bit different obviously because you know we, we, we can't have that live show in Figure Street so it's like I mean I'm fairly sure he's kind of trying to persuade them to do a some, some kind of there's some kind of kind of like me I suppose we call it a clip that we can use be it, in, be it, from, be it recorded in Vicar Street or be it recorded kind of like in RTE again you know we're very much kind of like me and have to kind of go with the regulations right now you know it's, it's interesting I'd, I'd be curious to know what's going to happen regarding kind of like me those live streams and stuff anyway I mean before Christmas like I mean last year it was just like there was so many of them happening and like it's because it's people were, were, were kind of like looking at the regulations and they were working with them really really closely and like I, I was involved in a couple of streams and I have to say the adherence to COVID practice and the adherence to COVID regulations was A1 like 100% people were kind of along with it you know and this time around I'm kind of wondering like will it be stricter just because the numbers are on the up you know but that's all something that would be kind of like I suppose trashed out in the next couple of weeks Yeah I guess lastly if I could ask you I mean maybe this has been completely you know made irrelevant due to the the times we're living in at the moment but like from the point of view of a winner for the choice prize especially for because like I I feel like if someone gets nominated in January it gives their album whether it came out in January of last year or it came out in June or even it came out in December it gives their album something of a second chapter it gives their album something of like a, an excuse for people to listen to it who may not have done this until now they might be like oh okay well if this is a judge to be one of the 10 best Irish albums of last year and I've been sleeping on it I'll get around to it and that can be its own PR campaign its own thing and of course it gives the artists involved not just the dopamine rush of this, but also it gives them another crack at the whip or whatever. But when, when it comes to winning it, when it comes to like, you know, being announced as like the, the best Irish album of 2020, what can be done for the artists from that point, especially from marketing at an international level or moving them forward in their career? And I guess especially now when that is as difficult as it ever has been, it's, it's already hard to break out of Ireland for some acts as it is, right? So like, what can it, what can the choice prize mean? I know that you guys behind the scenes clearly want it to be a driving force, a propeller for an artist, but you know, like I use the example of ships, they kind of disappeared afterwards. Recent yeah. family kind of pivoted and changed. Oh, Emperor broke up. I mean, like you know, uh, like, oh, hey, we, hey, oh, Emperor broken up before. They that is correct. Got yes, the <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> True. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a curse of the choice prize, but I'm just like it can mean different things to different people. Yeah. So if you win the choice prize in 2021, apart from being happy mm. and a few extra grand in your pocket, what can it mean? 
Well, let's look at the winners like I me mean, last year, Lancome. You know, what does, what does it mean for them? It meant they can get home from America. You know what I mean? That's what it meant. It meant, they, it meant suddenly they had 10 grand. They hadn't got the day before. It meant that, like I me, mean, suddenly as prices of flights were going up because of the COVID, they could get back home. So, like I mean, on one level, that that, 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 that won it for them, you know? I mean, like, the thing about choice is, like, I always say this, and, like, it, 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 I'm trying to remember the band who kind of like, oh, yeah, I know what it is here. Yeah. I always say, basically, like, that getting on the shortlist is as good as winning the 10 grand because getting on the shortlist, it raises your profile. I remember a couple of years ago uh, after the event talking to Masai Jane the expert and they were kind of like they were kind of going this is fantastic this is brilliant being on the shortest you don't realise how, how important it is and I went lads I'm really sorry about this but you didn't win 10 grand I mean what the fuck are you on about and they went no no you don't understand we're getting gigs we're getting like I mean radio interview slots we're getting kind of like I mean profile boosts that we'd never have gotten in a million years as you just said like I mean it gives the album another boost people go back to listen to it again like suddenly they kind of think well hang a second maybe we should have kind of like Hale already and do a radio session you know, you suddenly get an awful kind of like me promo bump that you wouldn't have got on, under your own steam as people kind of like me begin to kind of click. Oh, right. They're on that shortlist. They're worthy of kind of like me. They're worthy of, of, of getting something on it. In terms of kind of like me, the winners then, you know, it's down to the winners themselves. I mean, like I'm not a record label. You know, I, I'm, I'm not a marketing person. You know, I'm just like a, a loud mother motherfucker from Tipperary who's running this thing. That's all like, you know, and so when, when we, it comes down to it and when we give the band the 10 grand and they do the interviews afterwards and we slap them on the back and everyone's kind of happy, it's up to them and their management team and the kind of team they have around them to kind of like I me mean, translate that into something we, we can't we, we we can like you know i mean we can we can aspire to different things but like you know this is very much a kind of a part-time operation for me for me and dave you know we've both got kind of like I mean other gigs going on and like in the in the band's cases you know they already have or they already know what's going on i mean over the years there's been kind of like I me mean, different examples of kind of like i suppose acts who've been in different different rungs of the ladder you know and i think you know if you look at basically choice as kind of like in, in a two way, in a two, as, as two things. One, it's an imprimatur. One's, one's an endorsement that you have produced this album and it's been kind of like me judged to be top in breed, like best in breed for that particular year for Irish music. Fantastic. It's great. It's, it's a great kind of like, it's a great kind of thing to kind of like, like I me mean, pat yourself on the back and kind of go like, this is great. We've won this. This is brilliant. So some bands, for some bands, like, you know, they don't need it as such. You know what I mean? They, they, that, that, as far as I'm concerned, that's all they need. They need that kind of imprimatur. I would say someone like Gloaming, for example, when they won, that was just like a great summing up. It's one of those kind of winning albums. I remember listening to it at home and kind of going, fucking great. That's a, that's what, that's what, that's what I'm happy though. When we set up choice, if I, if I knew we we're going to give it to a trad super group, I'd have been delighted with that because it shows so many things. It shows kind of like the breadth of Irish music. It shows what it's about. For other bands then, it becomes a way of kind of like, I mean, can you, can you use this to kind of like tap into something abroad? Someone like Jape, for example, like, I mean, Jape have won it twice. I mean, Richie, Richie won it twice. And I'm very sure, you know, that like, I mean, there was, there was kind of like attention he got abroad that he may, he may be kind of, well, what's that? down to well maybe it's down to choice you know you can't as well as that Dave like you like I, I it'd be very very uh, arrogant and big headed of me two things which never associated with, with me but like it would be very big headed and arrogant of me to kind of go well that was down to choice nah I mean nah nah nah, nah. I, 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 I there's no way you can kind of go like that particular that particular thing that happens that band after they won choice was just because like you had 11 like 11 kind of like I mean sweaty men and women in the room talking about music one night and they decided that was the best album of the year you know, it's all, it's all down to like a whole load of other different things. And again, we're kind of coming back to that psychology thing, you know, and coming back to kind of like, you know, how you, you like, you know, like, like, I, I, I run a, a kind of website for during the day, like, you know, and often you're kind of going like, why are certain stories doing really, really well, better than other stories? And you're trying to work out kind of like why the traffic is coming to that story. And it always comes down, you, you often find that it's been picked up by Apple News or like, I mean, oh, it, it got an awful lot of kind of like, I mean, it got an awful lot of love on social and that kind of pushed it that kind of way, you know? And with bands as well, I'm kind of, they're, they're probably kind of thinking, 
So how do they find, how do you find out about it? Where, where do people find out about it? And that's the whole thing about like me music right now. You talked earlier on there about kind of about PR campaigns and stuff, you know, like sometimes it can be down to the most random thing going. I always bring it back to the case of Christine and the Queens and how Christine and the Queens ended up on the Graham Norton show. They ended up on the Graham Norton show because Graham was flying to somewhere and he was scanning through the in-flight magazine and he came across a review of, of kind of like Christine and the Queens. And he loved the sound of it. He tore the page out of the magazine, stuck it in his pocket. And when he got back to London and got back to his kind of like his team, he handed the page to his music book and go, book her and like you know that's that led to a booking for her and it led to loads of attention for her you know it's so i mean you you, you just unless someone actually kind of like says to you this is like i booked that band or i kind of like bought that record because of the choice music prize it would be fatuous in the extreme for us to kind of claim any kind of credit for it uh, jim is too humble famously humble to mention the website that he runs but it is rt brainstorm and it's well worth your time uh listen dude uh, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to us i wish you best of luck with the virtual zoom judging process i assume if someone's internet connection bounces them out they're not let back in that's it they're gone like <laughs> their passion has been exposed like their lack of interest you know well, trust, trust, trust used to be sponsored by a mobile broadband operator so maybe we might give him a call and see if this sort out you know <laughs> and uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll see you at Longitude yeah enjoy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll be there I'll be there getting my vaccine administered by Melvin Ben oh wow he listen if, if anyone had an opportunity to do it, it he would take it uh, Jim thank you very much the choice prize arrives on Trace Clifford Show on 2FM on the 4th of March I believe Thursday 12 to 3 and uh, best luck to all involved it's a hell of a year thank you so much man thanks very much Dave Thank you once more to Jim for taking the time. It's good to be back. It's nice to have things in front of us. It's nice to celebrate Irish music. And like I say, there's maybe a couple of albums on the list that you were like, I've never fucking heard it. And now's the time. Here's a good excuse as any. And uh, it's a pleasure as well, like I say, to have interviewed some of the acts involved about their albums and going track by track. Those episodes are on your feed. Go check them out. Uh, and that's the show for this week. Uh, untraditional, quick chat, interview. Didn't intend to bring it back a week early. Here we are. Glad to be here thank you for listening next week no encore quiz of the year patreon.com slash no encore if you would like to help support the music show that i know you fucking love and we'll be back in terms of like a regular rotation oh there's no popcorn as well sorry yeah there's no popcorn coming next week too it's our kind of 2020 jamboree and uh yeah it's all happening guys you know the world burns but no encore fucking continues rising like a phoenix from the flames my name is david william hanrady this has been no encore there will be no encore We'll be back real fucking soon. Love you. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. 
That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.